I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Films and Architude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 546, The Gentleman. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome back, Guy Ritchie. I mean, I don't really want to tackle the gentlemen because they're so proper. No, I will. And... I will. Okay. Well. Yeah, they're too proper. All right. Oh, too proper yeah. for your life. Take, okay. it, take it down a notch. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is... Well, we have to go oh, around the table. Yeah, right. 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 I pulled the top. He's excited. He's <laughs> having a review freak out, yeah. man. I haven't, I haven't done this in, you know, two Oof, yeah. Jones in for a movie review. Let's talk about it. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can go rate, review, subscribe. And uh, you should subscribe so you never miss an episode. And, of course, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, join the group and like the page. And, of course, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and uh, the joy of helping out. And an angel gets its wing every time you subscribe. Sure. Boom. So there. That's, a, that's the sound it makes. There's all that. Now for the gentleman. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously Guy Ritchie – Kind of made a name for himself and didn't didn't kind of kind made, of, made a name it for was himself. His jam. It was his uh, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels and snatch and rock and rolla. And there was one with Jason Statham that was post swept away that we don't really mm. it never gets mentioned. It was fine. I really it, it lock, stock, and two smoking barrels snatch rock and roll is fun. I don't think it's on the level of the I other do. two. Okay, I, I it, do, it's yeah. fun. It's fun though. But and then it was like. Okay, so he went to <laughs> Sherlock, which still had that, you know, that British street crime kind of thing. Like, per- I mean, he's a perfect director to take that on, like his yeah. style and his, you know. But Aladdin should have worked. Oh, I, I don't. know. I do. It should that that. I mean, he everything didn't lean into his that, strength. That yeah. was the problem. Exactly. You I have get, a, a quick talking, streetwise kid. I get what they're going for, but yeah, it, it does not work. No. Uh, but those two, really, those first two. I mean, those set up the tone and, and his style and everything. And again, Sherlock lend, or leaned into that, and it worked really well. But we've got a lot of movies like that King Arthur movie. Yeah. 
Um, you know, the Aladdin was a fail. The Robin Hood one looks like it's a Guy Ritchie movie, well, yeah. but it's not, not a Guy, guy not, Robin, <laughs> yeah. not Guy Ritchie, but someone tried to be Guy Ritchie. Yeah. But he, I guess we can't fault him for that one. No. Uh, but he did that Man from Uncle, which was fun. It was. That was fun. Yeah. And that didn't really, I mean, because it's about uh, espionage, I guess there's still some like fast talking, you know, yeah. kind of yeah. whatever to it. But Double that, crosses and triple crosses. Yeah, and that worked like really that, yeah. well. But yeah, Guy Ritchie, I've been personally waiting for him to return to the genre. I mean, this Snatch was my one of my favorite movies. Growing up in high school, watched that over and over again. It's so great. And I've been waiting for him, like, let's make another down and dirty street level thriller, you know, and and it's like, where have these movies been? Right. And I'll tell you what, this movie was exactly what I was looking for. I totally agree. I loved this movie. I love, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I loved it. I had such a great time. I, the characters, the stylistic, it's very stylized. Like Snatch was a very stylized movie. I love the way that he's taken everything he's learned and like upped his game with the stylistic stuff. It's a, you know, fast talking, fast moving, cutting back and forth. I, it just, it had everything that I wanted mm-hmm. in a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, it and, was, uh, this is a return to, fo- I, of Tom is roll, I've never seen eyes roll <laughs> yeah. harder. I think what it comes down to, I don't like Guy Ritchie movies. Well, then this yeah, dude, if, if the dude has never made a movie I've enjoyed. Okay, well then that obviously that Man from Uncle was okay. Yeah, I don't. Do you, but they, you, don't do like you think Lock- that's based on Cavill and Hammer? I don't know. I mean, Man from Uncle was okay. Yeah, you know, sure. But other than that, but if you don't like Lock, Stock, and Snatch, like this movie is in that genre. That is a pre- yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think if you like those movies, then there's probably enough here for you to this like. This is but a return. For, but to for form. me, I just it, it and also. It felt like Guy Ritchie doing a Guy Ritchie impersonation. Interesting, but uh, but uh, what do I know? Because I didn't like the I didn't like the original, so I you know I probably why would I like the impersonation? That's fair. I, I think yeah, I think if you're not a Guy Ritchie fan, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> is this a remake? No, huh? the original. You mean his original? No, movies? I mean I'm saying like I feel like this is Guy Ritchie doing a Guy Ritchie impersonation. Right. So if you didn't you like the original Guy Ritchie, okay. you're not going to like it. the okay. impersonation. I just want to make sure <laughs> yeah. there wasn't something. It's a copy that we of were a copy. Missing. Guy, yeah. Guy Ritchie is, is Tarantino is to Letterman as Guy Ritchie is to Jay Leno. Ooh, yeah. That's well, an interesting I, comparison. He tries I, too hard. Okay. See, I don't like to Look me. Look how edgy and crazy I am. It's all going out of control. But I, what's going to happen next? <laughs> I don't know. Like, to don't m- care. <laughs> to, that's funny. Oh, and also, I'll say it in accents that nobody can effing understand. <laughs> I oh, that's some, fun too. I got to put subtitles I'm, on I'm my sure, movie. <laughs> sure, the people that grew up in that three square block radius of <laughs> Manchester are really digging this. I had a perfectly fine time understanding them. This one no, was this one was, it, it was easier. It was the Brad Pitt and Snaps. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. I didn't understand oh, really? a goddamn word oh, in the that was whole bad. movie. But the pikey stuff, don't they even put subtitles they on do. there? Like, yeah. But, you know, it's yeah, I don't know. I really like his style, and I like those gritty crime uh, people do mobster stuff. I'm, so I'm the odd so man out. Yeah, if, no, I, I mean, it. put it in a trilogy with those first two. I mean, this was if you're a fan of those and rock and roll, even if you like that one. Um, I just I think that you're going to get exactly what you want out of this. I thought the cast was good. I thought the rock and roll was on sale on Voodoo the other day for like five bucks. So it's worth. A and watch. I almost bought oh. it because I was like, oh, I've heard so many good things. <laughs> oh, and you saw and then I was like, oh, directed by Guy Ritchie, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> Like yeah. I, th- I've seen enough of his movies to know that one. Actually, t- to that one's credit, it does have Gerard Butler before, oh. before like this is the one that got him noticed. Yes, yeah. and then it has Idris Elba and Tom Hardy. Uh, it's got that Toby Kibbler, isn't a kibble, yeah. isn't it? Uh, this is what made me like dig that guy. Yeah, but like so that cast is is different than the the previous ones, and right. it's got a really good. It's a very young Tom Hardy. Um, 
See, I always liked he was Smoke just and Aces. Off of my so-called life. <laughs> it was, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Smoke and Aces more, and I felt like Rock and Rolla was trying to be in the vein. Of, I think they of, came out at the same time, right? But that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, so yeah. there was Smoke and Aces, directed by Joe Carnahan, which I absolutely so love. Good. So good, and it's in the same kind of like storytelling, cutting back and forth with characters happening at the same time. Yeah. It's, it, it is like a Guy Ritchie movie, and then Rock and Rolla came out, and I always preferred Smoke and Aces, and I think that's why I don't put. Uh, rock and roll on the same sure, level because sure. i'm like oh it's not smoking aces but it's still a fun movie i just i i would prefer the other i think i like the cast of rock and roll better really i do have you have you watched smoking aces lately and seen how stacked that cast oh no is? I, I mean it's affleck and it's ray liotta crazy. and ryan reynolds and jeremy, Taraji p henson Alicia jeremy, Keys. Or jeremy piven i just had jeremy a stroke piven. when i said jeremy yep uh, <laughs> j- uh who's the guy from uh, warrior tom hardy no, the other one, Joel, the brother, uh, Joel, Joel Kinnam. No, that's not right. No. Yeah. I always say Joel Kinnaman too. <laughs> it's not Joel uh, Kinnaman. Start with an O. God, I'm just, I'm he was the Yeah. He's yeah. the the guy from Bright. Yeah. We know. Who, I mean, <laughs> we all know who this guy is. I, I just, know who you're talking about. Yeah. So Joel Austin. No, <laughs> it's not okay. Joel Austin. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Sorry. Yeah, I always forget. But yeah, Joel Edgerton. I mean, who is stuff. he in that? Uh, it, isn't he in the, it comes at night. Yeah. Uh, he directed that. Did he direct that one? I think okay. So. He writes with his brother. He's uh-huh. a writer too. So anyway, I always want to say Kinnaman though. For some <laughs> reason that one always comes up first. Who is he in Smoke and Aces? Chris he, Pines he, in he it. He plays a Russian guy. Oh, he does. You're right. The, Wait. Yeah, he the plays guy with Russian. The, the guy with the masks? The, well, that guy takes he plays ah, that yes. guy. Okay. Plays two characters, but That's yes. Chris Pine as well. Chris Pine is in it. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, if you think about all those names we just listed, yeah. all in that one movie. Yeah. So you didn't know who they were back then, but now when you watch it That's true. That cast yeah. is crazy. Oh, she is in that. That's right. And who's the who's the, it's who's the other gal that's with Taraji P. and somebody Alicia else? Keys. Alicia Keys. Yeah, like and it, Common. Commons. Yeah. In it. yeah. I mean, you can go on and on. When I watched that movie again, I was like, "Holy crap!" I already liked it, but I'm like, these yeah. people, I all know them. I didn't know who Chris Pine was back then. You probably don't wouldn't recognize him in this movie. Anyway. Well, and like, yeah, and he's, he's all yeah. like, he looks like a, a, a Mad Max yeah. style, yeah. crazy, you know, and whatever. So. Anyway, Richie has made a name for those movies, and he's kind of gotten away from it. A lot of people think it's because of his uh, was it a cinematographer Matthew Vaughn was yeah Matthew uh, maybe me I, I think it's DP I think you're right yes. yeah so uh, Matthew Vaughn then of course went on to do Kick Ass and he did, was he a Kingsman well, he, he did Stardust he did uh, X Men First Class mm. he did the King the first Kingsman yeah Kings. uh, he actually may have done the second one I think he did both yeah I and thought he, he did. did and then he did Kick Ass and so he yes. was doing. Some big budget. Yeah, he's done the big budget action type of movies. And once he left and did his own thing, Guy Ritchie's movies seemed, you know, coincidence or not, but it seemed like the quality kind of fell off. Well, he went into the studio system. Yeah. Like he started doing the Sherlock movies and then he did Aladdin and then he did. Uh, right. King they stopped Arts, being like, these yeah. original crime yes, thrillers. And right. He was kind of more of a director for hire. Right. And which is fine. Like if that's, you know, if you don't have anything to s- I guess I feel if like you're really good at it. Yeah, I guess I just feel like he made a name with those other movies. He did. Like people, I wanted to see freaking Snatch style, right? Yeah. And so fast forward to 2020, 2019 in the UK, <laughs> The Gentleman, it's like, this is that type of movie. Yes. This is, but you know, it's interesting. So, you know, they're always doing some kind of crime hustle type thing. And this one all revolves around weed. Which, yeah. And I thought it was a really interesting premise. The fact that they even address that, like, you it's going to be legal. Yeah, in weed is ten years in the UK. Weed is not legal in the states. Right. It's a different story. But they're like, it's going to be eventually. Right. And what will that do to the economy of it? And so they address all these things. But we've never really. They don't usually follow a gangster movie. Like I know we've seen some stuff like American Made or like you know there's stuff you mean that American are, Hustle. 
No one's American, American made when he smuggles drugs and weed across yeah. the. Yeah. Who was that? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh, one. Yeah. the, the pilot one. The plane. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But okay. you don't ever really see like a like a gangster movie, right? Like a hardcore like crime movie. They don't usually revolve around weed. Blow is you know cocaine, yeah. and they're usually a little bit more. You know, you don't think of weed, but I thought it was really interesting that this whole criminal enterprise revolves around a weed dealer. Right. And I think you're going to see way more movies revolve around weed dealers. I think uh, because it's a way to make your crime movie not a crime movie, not a crime movie mm-hmm. and make your criminal like like right when you look at like we've romanticized bootleggers. Right? Yeah, sure. sure and sure. I think weed stories will become the new bootleg. I feel absolutely. I, I feel like, like that was illegal at one. point. Well, not even that, but like. Weed isn't doing the damage that heroin or meth or right. that that does, and they, they they address that in this movie too, yeah. where when, when you're they, a weed when they dealer, the, like people aren't going to be like, oh, that terrible, horrible person. It's like right, you're not you're not pumping death into your yeah. into people your customers. Arms. It's a way to keep your criminals still likable, right? Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, and this is I I think this is this cast. Uh, this is one of the first times I didn't find Charlie Hunnam completely irritating. He's been in a few good ones. He really has. Um, he was in that uh, last Lost City of Z, which also had Robert. Pattinson. Oh yeah, okay. He was in. I liked that uh, uh, Papillon, which is a remake uh, that was Rami Malek and yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I liked him in this. I'm not a huge fan of him. He but sucks. He's normally he sucks. <laughs> like I don't get the Jax thing. I don't get the 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 uh, anything else that has. He's to do kind with of Charlie a Scott Hunt. in the Scott Eastwood category of like yeah, yeah. he's a good looking dude but like yeah, kind yeah. of a little robotic little wooden very very much uh, so. but no he's good in this, good in I, this. I really like this I will tell you what though Hugh Grant MVP easily Hugh Grant is amazing yeah. I've never seen Hugh Grant play a character like this yeah and I'm asking myself why he has never played a character <laughs> Guy Ritchie wrote him a character because he looks like Hugh Grant because he looks like Hugh Grant yeah, but, yeah. He, but, he, but he also he fell into that romantic yeah. dopey yeah. lead but god put you know just put some sunglasses and a, a goatee <laughs> on him and like the way he talks mm-hmm. is so you know he Hugh Grant usually doesn't speak in that I don't know what you would call that. That rougher, uh, uh, I mean, cock. I don't know yeah. if it's cock. I, I don't think it's quite cock, but it's, it's yeah. that like you know. So he doesn't usually speak like that. He's more polished, and I just Guy Ritchie wrote him a role he could sink his teeth into. Yeah, and oh my god, do I want more? Like that character is hilarious. I want to see him in roles like this. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> I, was I like, mean, well, you're not going to see him for much for any more but roles. Please, this Hugh character. Grant, play like fast talking mobster ty- yeah. style. Like I, I don't even think mobster. Just be like the scummy. Oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but he could play him. Like I know that he's a reporter in this, but it still is in that role of like, hey, I've got all this info and I'm gonna blackmail you or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. Give him like a crime boss type even role. Like he really worked. This us. is the Colin Farrell I love. Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell for me was the MVP. Yes, Col- like he Colin, was great. Colin, he was funny. Yeah, Colin Farrell was more of the uh, oh, what was the movie uh, Seven Psychopaths? Yep, yeah, I'll give you know, you that one. That's like a great flick. in Bruges. Yeah, same director. What? Who's the guy that directed those? I don't know. Uh, Somewhere I have a promo item from Seven Psychopaths. Do you? Yeah, dog. They sent me the cardboard. Yeah, dog. Oh, oh nice. I have it That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, um, Seven Psychopaths. He's I your penguin, loved. apparently. He is, yeah, yeah. Weird. Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed. So do you think that means Jonah Hill wasn't going to be the penguin? That's what I... I, no, I don't know. I don't I, know. Because I mean, they went so different mm-hmm. body type. Like Jonah Hill, when you say... No offense to Jonah Hill. Like when but, you, no, when he was you, supposed to be Riddler. 
That's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah. It's, I, at first that's too on the nose. You're right. thinking, oh, like fat. <laughs> right, right, right. That's, and so when they went, when they go with a totally different yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, that's yeah. Colin Farrell. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I, I'm excited because, I mean, if you watch Gotham, which I know you fell off Fuck, on that one. Yeah, which I re- crap so. Sure. No, after season one, I'm telling you, it gets good. But, you know, the Penguin, uh, Robin Lord Wright, yeah. he was a skinny and he's much younger than that. But he went with the uh, non-traditional Penguin body you type. You mean... Oh, I was like, everything about that show was non-traditional. It's, I liked it. I really liked it. Uh, but anyway, so the characters, yeah, everyone was on their A game. In this. Everybody they, was, they, yeah. You know, it's got a great cast, and I feel like everyone was firing all, on all cylinders. So Matthew McConaughey, I liked him in this role as well. Yeah. I, I, I missed this kind of Matthew <laughs> we, McConaughey. We jokingly said that the beginning of this movie was, are we watching a Lincoln ad? Like, is that what we're doing right now? <laughs> but we, uh, we real, Spath and I saw it yesterday, okay. or, uh, Friday, and he said, do you remember what we were watching this time last year? I said, what was that? No. He said, that stupid game movie with McConaughey. Was that January? Yeah. Oh, that was so Yeah, stupid. that was the, the, the catching, like the kid made, remember the kid made the game? Yes. And like put the, the, title, yeah. the copy movie, of his dad the or whatever? The title of the movie, Just, the whale was called Justice, Justice. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so bad. So it was this I think how did this get made? Did an episode on <laughs> they that? Should, like they that? did because it was yes, bad. It, it was it was worthy of that. So yeah, like Anne Hathaway and Diane Lane. Diane, Diane, Diane Lane. Lane. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. But anyway, but yeah, I really liked McConaughey in this. I I I like it when McConaughey plays a character that's like a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, right. Like cause he plays this mobster that's kind of made good. Like he wants to get out of the game. He grew up doing. Like, you know, small time hustle. He came up a hustler. Yeah, but he got, then he started getting into crime and his hands had blood on them and he starts getting more and more and more into this life. And so, but now he's trying to clean up his act, but you can tell like he's. he's, I'm not so sure he's trying to clean up his act as much as like, I want to be done. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he doesn't want to do crime anymore. Once it becomes legal. He has too much of a criminal record. They'll never let him. And that's what he says. Yeah. 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 He does say that. He's like, when he starts to sell trying to sell his whole operation to the Matthew character. Mm. He's basically saying Matthew kind of questions him. He's like, why are you trying to get out? And he was like, look, man, I've done some stuff. You, you are this clean spick and clean. Like you don't have any stigma around you. Nobody knows what you're up to. I, on the other hand, everybody knows what i've been up to it's no it's no secret they'll never stop looking at him with under a microscope if he even if it becomes legal they'll be on on his ass trying to bust him for something right exactly it it won't work but so he's like you know also like retirement sounds good so the movie starts out kind of with that bait and switch or like a fake kind of a thing which i think was pretty obvious i didn't though like i was maybe it was i thought maybe like i thought it's like like, we're gonna get we're gonna get the story to like the end of the movie is gonna be as soon as they don't show it yeah i'm like oh well clearly someone else took out the guy so what happens is matthew kind is on the phone he's got a drink in front of him and you see a guy with a gun behind him and then it cuts to the drink and you see blood splattered on yeah. it but again as soon as they didn't show him actually dying i'm like oh someone killed the guy behind him right and it's gonna be you know. and then so. we flat we flash forward to or we flash to charlie hunnam kind of mm-hmm. getting his self in his house getting his stuff together uh, and, and then here Grant, comes Hugh Grant with his drink. He's oh, rattling yeah, the ice rattle, in the I, thing. Yeah, and, right. And Charlie Hunnam just turns around slowly, like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. And he knows this guy. And, and Hugh Grant plays he, this reporter type. He's like, a, he's, like he's a PI. Okay, yeah. Uh, and we find out that Charlie Hunnam was um, uh, Matthew McConaughey's like right hand man. Mm-hmm. So he says, "He's like, look, I've this this newspaper reporter uh, has all wanted me to dig up all of this info." On your boss, Mickey. Just because he snubbed him. Just because he... And I thought the snub was great. Oh, it's And fantastic. the reason behind the snub was even better. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I thought that... So, like, that's the advantage 
I think that Guy Ritchie can have in movies like this is he can weave in all of these different little. I love the backstory. Two, like mi- the way two they, minute yeah. clips give you the backstory, and we're back. Little to our vignettes main story. that don't feel out of place that really right. tell the. They flash back to this is why the characters are doing what they're doing, right? And they go right back to it. But what? So yeah. So uh, and this is the guy from Snatch, right? The little that's the guy that was yeah, with yeah, Jason yeah. Statham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actor. Yeah. So it was really cool. To he's see. also he's. I don't want to say yeah. He's a character actor. You see him all the time. He was on. Uh, what was that show with Lee Schreiber? Is that Eddie Marzen? Is that I the, think so. Yeah. The show with Lee Schreiber, where Lee Schreiber was like the the Ira or the Liev Schreiber. Liev Schreiber, sorry. <laughs> where he has like it's it. John Voight is his dad, and this guy. Play, it. It's a good show. Like okay. I remember the first two seasons were really good, but this guy plays like his brother on the show. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so he's a he's a newspaper mogul, but he it's like the Daily Star, it's like an Inquirer, which is like a trash trash magazine. Yeah. Of, yeah, and what he did, what the newspaper guy does is he runs this article. See, that's the problem with this movie. So Matthew McConaughey to make this operation work, he has all of these lords who have these. Uh, giant properties. I thought this is a really clever. I think it's really I, and, clever. And I just like the stylized the way they show the map and show them pop. Like to me, the stylized, fast talking nature of Guy Ritchie's filmmaking, like it really worked with this yeah. movie. Yeah, and I, I thought it was clever the way that they do all this. But but anyway, what did the so uh, basically there were all of these higher up like lords in Britain. Oh, when who, they die, their state's di- going to get taxed 50%. Correct. So he's like, they're going to need some extra money to take care of things. So McConaughey uses those properties as weed farms, yeah. like underneath the property. They ha- he has all of these weed farms. No one's he, looking at lords of the huge, these rich right. families and no one's in. So he's kicking back some of the money to them, but like he a gets a million a year. Yeah. He, and he, and he gets this operation to run. Like yeah. it works out great. So, um, he has all of these lords in his pocket and he goes to these parties with all of these higher ups. Well, what happens is at one of these parties, we find out that the newspaper guy ran an article on one of the Lord's daughters ah. is that she was a druggie and she was a, a screw. She was like a pop star for a cup okay. of coffee. And she, she had all this And this talent. is the girl that we follow. In the right. Movie. Got it. So we see that, you know, McConaughey's going around shaking hands. He goes, the newspaper guy puts his hand out. McConaughey basically gives him a middle finger in front of everybody. Yeah, he refuses to shake his hand. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. That guy he did, yeah. That guy leaves his hand there it's for like, a long he time. He does. And I do like the line where the other, the Lord is just like, ooh, that was a big old F yeah. you right, right to your face, yeah. huh? And like everybody laughs. So funny. So now the newspaper guy is peeved at McConaughey. And he, has, he hires, he hires yeah. Hugh Grant to go dig up all this dirt because yeah. he wants to bury him. And so he hires him for 150,000 right. pounds, probably. And now Hugh Grant has found all this information. And so he basically is telling the story to Charlie Hunnam about everything. Which I think is a great device. Yeah. I oh, like it, this device. It's a, a lot. great exposition device because it, it really makes sense in this world. Like he's woven in all this backstory yeah. to support him digging it up. And now he's trying to sell it back to him saying, well, I know all this. But it can help you. And while he's telling Charlie Hunnam what he knows, we're getting the story yeah. as as viewers. And, and I just love the Hugh Grant character. He's like, come sit. sit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, do you want to play? Let's play a game. He's like, I don't want to play a game. Just tell like, me what you he's know. Like, come on. Play. Yeah. You know, right, it, right. it's just so funny the way that he always is. And uh, Charlie Hunnam kind of plays along. And we know that he's got some cards up his sleeve. Correct. But not at this point. And uh, yeah, so he tells him this whole story about everything he knows and we're watching it unfurl, and it's it's really fascinating. I, the world that he's built with all the different characters, I thought worked really this, it, well. And it's not that's the Guy Ritchie thing. 
yeah this, this world building going with back and forth different to all the mobsters and, all the yeah and so like we're introduced to the matthew character right who is like you said he's got his hand in all these criminal enterprises but he's smart and he doesn't get caught you know right. he's completely clean and they also say that matthew mcconaughey is a really intelligent guy too but well the, like he yeah so he, like he came up in like the the louisiana bayou with some hick parents but he got a free ride so he was oxford yeah so he was instead of going and he didn't graduate from oxford so instead of staying going back home he was like yeah i'll just stay here yeah and he found out that all these rich kids had money for pot so he grew a whole criminal enterprise it's funny all i saw is like oh we need a plot device for why Why he's american why he doesn't have an accent (laughs) but i I was kind of thinking i was like they do that a lot yeah but he's clever that's a clever device i feel like he's been there in england long enough that he probably would have he's not madonna i guess that's true yeah well oh. we don't talk about madonna in front of guy richie yes maybe that was a little dig <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but almost ended his career but yeah. he does say he does talk in some of the british slang he though, does he yeah even he though he's a, like it does drop in and out when right. he's talking to people so I uh, but yeah, I really like it. I think that's a clever device to get him over there. But to show like, yeah, he's he's a hustler. He came up with no money, and he's trying to make money. And he found out, well, all these people are these rich kids have the money for pot, and he just grew that over the years now into this huge enterprise. Well, like we said, he wants to get out, and so he fi- he's at a Matthew at, with at a dinner party. Yeah, yeah. And they Matthew do this like one upmanship. Yeah, and which I thought was a great go. Like I also I like what I like about this is sometimes in these movies, eh, I would say like ninety percent of the time. The people that you want to be to root for mm-hmm. at some point are going to turn on your hero. Mm-hmm. And I say hero, but like the the guy, the main guy, the protagonist. Right? right. So I expect Charlie Hunnam to be the one behind everything or then Colin Farrell to be the guy behind mm-hmm. it or even the wife. And I, yeah. and, and you never get that. You're waiting for like someone the, to screw him. The over. people that you want to be on his side or are, are loyal, always yeah. on his side, which I appreciate, which is not normal. Yeah. Like, you know fredo for christ's sake his own brother turned on him yeah you know so i appreciate that the wife sticks with him yeah but he deserved it he did deserve it. Yeah. wait who did fredo oh no totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> no i mean fredo is the one that flipped on michael oh yeah you know what i mean like the one guy you wouldn't yeah. think uh so i appreciate that colin farrell Definitely. colin farrell comes in and you're just like and you're rooting for colin farrell you're like yeah this is i like this character and he never wavers yeah there's a lot of really likable characters. This. Yeah. I even like the the Hunnam character. I like him. Like he's what do you call him? Like consigliere. That's exactly what, you, what it was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you've got all yeah, these well, characters. The Irish, that are, or the British version of yeah, yeah consigliere. Yeah. So you've got all these characters that are basically working around the what, Mickey Pearson. <laughs> Mickey is Pearson the, yeah. is the McConaughey. Not character. Mickey Dolan. <laughs> Not Mickey Dolan. <laughs> Sorry. With a Z. Yeah. Or, or Mickey Dolan. Or Mickey Dolan. It's you true. I mean, it's not it's Mickey not, Dolan either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, so that's how he made his money. But uh, they're at this dinner party, and they're like, "Oh, thank you, uh, Mickey, for donating." Blah 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 blah. They're like, "Oh, and Matthew has donated enough, <laughs> like, for an, this whole, like, a, like an extra million, this or whole something. wing yeah. of something in his name." And they're all cheering, and I think it's a hilarious i concept to see the rich one upping each other in ways like that of like right. donations. Like, and he's and I do like where McConaughey is like. Ah, yeah. I mean, that's why you're at the head of the table. It's a swinging contest. That's exactly but it's what it was. But it's rich people donating money. It's so funny that they're like one-upping each other in yeah. that. And so he he you know chooses him as someone because he knows he's a businessman. And he's like, I've got a. He basically offer for yeah. You. He basically says four hundred million, and I'll give you everything. Yeah. You can have all the sites. You can have the product. You can have and Matthew this this Matthew character who I thought initially was Scoot McNeary, but I was like, <laughs> no, that can't be right. Like that's a that's a, that's not that guy. That's somebody else. Yeah. Um, 
where he said he's basically like that's that's kind of a a decent price. He comes at him. Does he come at him with a with a lower offer? Well, or he's he, saying like, why are you selling he, it so low? He keeps low? trying to, as a businessman, the Matthew character keeps saying, well, you know, it's going to become legal, and he tries to make all these points. But McConaughey oh, that's right, that's right. has the whole storyline because no, when it becomes legal, they won't be able to keep up with production. We've got twelve sites ready to roll. We've got the staff. We've got the scientists. You get all everything, of it. and you get all that. And he said something like, they're going to make billions a year. So four hundred. Yeah. Is a drop is a drop is, in the bucket, yeah. which is interesting when you look at the current political climate and what a certain number forty five has bought recently. He's bought a bunch of like farmland. <laughs> you think I'm not kidding? <laughs> Watch what happens. Watch. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so he basically says that yeah, I'm selling it for four hundred four hundred million, but to you in ten years, this is a billion dollar operation and you're going to be making money hand over fist because like you said people yeah, can't have keep, a head start yeah and people won't be able to keep up and you will already be ready to go now, i will say in a movie and it's like high this, quality stuff like, i thought not, it was fairly obvious like why are you showing your rival like they always one up each other and they're both right. in this crime like i'm like showing him this is a huge mistake i mean i think I it was did, a fairly obvious setup that stuff's gonna start going wrong yeah once you show someone your whole operation he right. knows where it is he knows how it works but it's also that's always the problem with someone how do you sell it without showing it to him no that is the exact yeah. but i mean as, and as in far the, as the real movie, world you'd have i mean mm-hmm. in a legal world <laughs> sure right right you'd right. have them sign an nda like yeah the, you right know, but like you you know totally i just think for the movie it was like and it didn't obviously yeah. ruin my experience but i'm like okay well he's telling him this and this will not end well and it's interesting <laughs> when you go back and like think about what's happening as soon as he as soon as matthew sees the operation everything gets starts every, well not even that like everything kind of starts falling apart a little bit from McConaughey. like people are, the well charles uh what's it, the guy that the guy from Cr- crazy rich agents Henry Goulding's Henry, Henry Goulding's character, what uh, they call like him Dry Eye, Dry Eye, yeah. immediately shows up the next yeah. day with those car parts, right? That and he's like, "I heard you're trying to get out," mm. and it's so like people are already, and we you think that people that in this world the word is spreading that Mickey Pearson's once out, yeah. But when you see why Dry Eye knows, then you're just like, okay, but that makes a, yeah, it, it all happened after he showed Matthew the operation. That's right. not coincidence, right? So no, like, no, I no. thought it was fairly obvious. But it also was realistic that that's what would happen, especially if you have people trying to outdo one another and trying to take over each other's and right. be the best gangster, that, I mean, whatever, in the area. The best gangster you can yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else. You, know, you want to run the, the operation of an area, and, and this guy, obviously, they had it out for each other. So I think it was clear that would happen, and it does. So, uh, yeah, you see Dry, which I liked. The he was, it was fun. I really, okay. Also, we haven't even talked about the meta nature of the Hugh Grant screenplay dynamic of the story it's crazy i love the fact <laughs> that he's like you get all this it's information Bush, which i thought was funny yeah you yeah. You've, you've got all this information that i found as a pi i've also written a screenplay yeah and so he's telling the story and a lot of times he'll tell parts from his screenplay that yes. are embellished as you know based on a true story would be right and so like he's like you know introduce dry eye the craziest whatever <laughs> asian mobster whatever and he takes on an uzi and shooting it in the <laughs> yeah. air and charlie hunnam's like that that's happen. not dry eye and he's like fair but you know so <laughs> when, when you get to the confrontation between dry eye and mcconaughey yeah and it's hilarious you, you get the one version and and charlie Hunnam's like that's yeah. not how it happened and it was awesome all. it was yeah. badass i loved seeing it it was i it was that whole like show them what could have happened kind right, of thing you know right. and the head fake and they rewind it um but i like twilight those movies not a fan but when they had the balls in the very last one to like kill everyone 
Oh. And they were like, oh, that was a vision of what could have happened. <laughs> and you're like, damn it. <laughs> but like, this is one of those visions of like yeah. how it could have gone down. Right, right. But anyway. Uh, I but, do like that Miramax is also in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's. <laughs> and Guy Ritchie's in and the Guy movie. Ritchie. I, who, was a, Guy, who was Guy Ritchie? He was that. He's the director, director. that he's pitching at the end, isn't he? No. I thought that was Guy Ritchie. No. Look up a picture of Guy Ritchie. That That's dude, not Guy Ritchie? No. Oh, I thought he put himself in no, the movie. No, no, no. Oh, Guy okay. Ritchie is. Guy Ritchie looks like one of the characters from Lockstock. Okay. Like, he's like a thin. Uh, balding, not about balding, but shaved head. Like Tom and I both thought the same. No, thing. I just yeah. assumed it's I not no, Guy Ritchie. No, you're right. Now that I see a picture of him, yeah. there's no way that's him. no. Way. I haven't seen him in a while, so I just presumed that was Guy. Ritchie. He fell off. That's what Guy Ritchie looks like now. Like I, th- I mean, <laughs> he's got that Aladdin money, yeah. <laughs> just sitting pretty. But no, I did think that was a missed opportunity. Oh where, yeah, he where, does look was he just supposed to look like Harvey Weinstein? That's what I thought. Yeah. For when the, well, they I, didn't do that good of a job. They did a no good enough job that I thought it looked like Harvey. Like that uh, was my first thought, but then I was like, like a, "Oh, it's probably Guy Ritchie." Like that's the. But why? Would, like why would you? But why would, bring that up? Yeah. Why? But also, why would? Because it Harvey, really had Miriam. Well, you know, because the poster in the background had the uh, man from Uncle. the man from Uncle. That's why I thought yeah. it was Guy Ritchie. It's not. He was in his office <laughs> with the guy from Uncle. So that was nope. that's why I thought it. I, but I did think I'm, the same. I, I can see where you would think that. Right. Yes, if you show a movie sure. poster for a movie Guy Ritchie directed. <laughs> it's all of Guy Ritchie's movie and, posters In the background him. and you're talking to a director. Did you see the name of the beer? Yeah. Even the beer is, named, is named after him. Yeah. yeah so, uh, But yeah. So the so our story is progressing and we find out that um, Dry Eye is making a move as well. Uh, he steals all these cars and um, goes to Matthew McConaughey's wife owns like a, a an all-female it's not all female because they I thought had that, that one too. guy they had two that we saw oh did they yeah so i i thought that too because i thought it was really cool that it was all these women working on the cars yeah but then when they go upstairs he's talking to a mechanic and in the background there's a guy with dreads oh was there too, so. okay but i thought the same thing but it's not okay but a lot of women are employed there which yeah is, well, i really like that character she's, she's great she's like a a fast talking like she's part of this hardened, little, little crew like you she's, know yeah cockney accent yeah. businesswoman and she's badass like she, she holds is her great. own i liked her and, a lot yeah. uh cool. but yeah so she kind of said like she he dry eye comes to her first with a shipment of like car parts and says take it free of charge but i would like a sit down with your husband and she was like uh this isn't how this works yeah. like this is kind of above above your pay grade basically uh, and finally, he was like, that's all I ask is you take the parts for free. No charge. Just give me a meeting. And she was like, all right, I'll see what I can do. And so I like it when he does show up to this meeting that's been arranged. Matthew McConaughey is not happy. None. What he is not having this he meeting. Lays at down. All. He's like, first of all, you never come to my wife's place. Of right. Business. Right. This that's is not how not, that works. And he apologized. Like, yeah. and it's like, OK, he apologizes. Uh, and basically, he says, I hear you're wanting to get out of the business. Uh, uh, we have an offer. <laughs> what was he typing? I like mean, the, <laughs> it was funny. But you never see it, but he's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> and then he keeps typing McConaughey numbers says that them. number was too small. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. And, uh, and so but he's it, like, he's like old. It basically says old man, your time's up. So yeah. like, you better rethink this. And that's where you get that head fake. Right. Where he's like, you know, he takes a gun out and he shoots the fuck, uh, <laughs> In the in the face, and then he goes after Dry Eye, which is the Fahuk line. So funny. It's, it, it, the between him, between Colin Farrell and He's Charlie like, Hunnam, it's like F, but with a PH. PH. So oh, so <laughs> so it's not as as yeah. <laughs> Calm the Fahuk fuck down. Yeah, uh, yeah. And just to be clear, we're saying Fahuk. Yeah, P H U K. Yeah, like that's the way it's called. Yeah. Uh, so that's the way I should say it from now on. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, 
yeah, so they, you know, they, we get those big, like, where he shoots yeah, everybody. Yeah, if you say Fahookan A, then <laughs> I guess you could get away with it. He shoots everybody, and then we get a... It's a the, badass moment the where whole thing, pulls he's like, out when, his gun. when you come at the lion, you better not miss, things yeah. like that. Um, Let me tell you a story about a dragon, and he basically Which says, I thought like, was really the good. dragon tries to take over the lion's territory, blah, 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 and the, he says something like, and the dragon... Or the lion kills the dragon. Yeah, and that's pretty much. I'll let you exactly the rest of the story. Exactly, I'll let you interpret that. Yeah. So we get the pause, the rewind. Where Charlie Hunnam's like, "That's not how that happened." And then we run back, and it's it is uh, McConaughey giving him the speech and finally basically telling Dryai to piss off. Yeah. Uh, And then, then their place gets raided. Yeah. Like that's which I thought this scene was hilarious, where these five dudes in like ski masks go into they find Fight it porn. yeah basically but then i the, the it was so funny where the one guy walks out and he was yeah. like what are you guys doing he's like Another oh guy. we're here and he's like hey, hey tom hey tom yeah. and like the guy walks in and he's like what is this Ew. and then like so just like and it's i just, thought like, these random. kids were gonna get their butts kicked like and i that, i did not see it going this way but we didn't know who these people were yet. Right. Uh, but yeah, all these these punk kids come in these masks, and they're all dressed in the same style of outfits. Right. And everything. They've all got GoPros. They've all got on GoPros. Their heads. And I really liked it because first of all, I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I go, wait a minute, what time do we live in? And yeah. I know what TikTok and YouTube. Where I'm like, oh, that makes this sense. is exactly what people <laughs> would do. And so they make this rap song that yeah. is cut in like the guys are rapping, making a music video with cars, doing flips, yep. and they're fighting, and they've mixed it all together and. I don't know. I just thought it, I've it works. never seen anything like this in a movie, and I know what the kids watch nowadays, uh-huh. and, all, and it's like, wow, this uh-huh. is what they would be doing. Yeah, it's not radically different than those people that uh, like hunt down child predators online and man, yeah. that guy, that and, guy got and publicly shame them. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. this is something. I it took me a second to get used to it, and then I go, this is something that punk kids would do. Yeah, they're like rappers and fighters, and they'd make yeah. video. Yeah, so they they end up kicking all like they everyone at the disp- the grow what do you call it a grow operation it, was like, it, it wasn't a dispensary but it was like the the, the whole the underground yes like the yeah. hidden one um they steal a bunch of weed they kick this is the part where i was like this is where he's missing matthew vaughn yeah like this was not i know that you you brought up the the jump cuts on bad boys this was the part this was hard to watch really like it is yeah it's just not it's I not done very well i didn't think it was that bad no, but it's especially because it was intermixed with all the music video stuff like when they show you the fight it's all mixed in and I so i took that. that as being edited with the music video right so yeah. i give it a pass because it was a choice looked like a choice yeah, rather than fair. a you know yeah because they're rapping and then fighting and rap you know it's intermixed in so they yeah they end up beating up all the, the grow <laughs> guys which they were big guys and they seemed outnumbered but these kids are doing flips and they're like yeah. crazy like martial jump arts kicks and all kinds yeah. of stuff and they yeah they take all their stuff and uh and then i think it fast forwards to where we're introduced to colin first so the colin farrell I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be very different. <laughs> I but do Kingsman. The same thing. But Kingsman. <laughs> there, yeah. There's another one of those coming out. The, oh, the Kingsman. That looks yeah. kind of good. That got delayed quite a bit. It did. Remember, yeah. we saw previews like all last summer, and it's not even. Yeah, I think I think Matthew Vaughn may have been involved in that. I At least he's definitely a producer. producer for but sure. yeah, but yeah. So like we, they take all the they take a bunch of weed. Uh, and then are we introduced right, to Colin this Farrell? This is where we cut then... to him and the punk kids that are at the restaurant. Oh, and they're like, you're right. They're Man, like going up I, and making I noise. I love this scene yeah, so much. Trying to order and, and Colin Farrell turns around. He's like, hey, 
step back, wait your turn. <laughs> right. And these guys are like giving him a hard time. They're pulling out knives. Yeah. And he's like, well, come on then. Yeah. And, and the guy one by one, him. he starts. Yeah. It's kind of like a. <laughs> he's uh, like, oh, wait, you're the coach. And he's yeah. Like, oh, After he kicks all their asses. Yeah. Right. He's they're like, but he doesn't. He never kicks their ass. Well, he, he hits just them he, and stuff. Mm, he smacks them. Okay. But, but but he uses instead of using okay, his potato fists, potato. I'm just saying once di- he yeah takes them puts them all in their place. And then so he basically puts I think, oil in their eyes and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, that was great. So he he's getting some fish and chips, and, and he's of course, like he's coaching. He's telling them like, no, what you need to do yeah, is you you fight know, with your hands. Yeah, That's he's what you got to do teaching them all these different things. Right. And then yeah, they recognize. So he gets him. a phone call from some one of the guys, and he was like, "You got what from where?" Please tell me it wasn't from here. And he was just like, no, he doesn't know yet. He doesn't that's, know yet. Oh, that's right. When, future, he, when yeah. he gets there, he just I says, hold true. on. I'll be there. Don't do anything. And he pulls into the, he pulls into the gym. And of course there's all, all these dudes are bringing in this weed. And he was like, where? And we did- didn't know they won yet. At this I guess point, that's true. Yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. goes back and forth. But at this point we see them all. So we know that they fought the, that they beat up the grow guys. Right. And that's where we see the music video. And he says, where did you get this? His whole gym is covered in plants. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, these please. kids that he trains have brought it. He, they beat up and taken the stuff from Mickey Pearson and then brought it all to his gym. Right. And like, <laughs> and Mickey and he, Colin Farrell's like, please tell me you didn't steal this from Mickey Pearson. And of course the one guy's like, he doesn't know that. I don't know. That's later. That's much. That's later. But how does he find He knows who the, who the weed dealer is. He knows who's the big guy. He doesn't, doesn't until the guys are training, actually training in the boxing gym. And the guy goes, Hey coach. Hey, good news. I found out who it's from. And that's a later. Is that scene. what it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. right now he's just like, what did you do? Like you guys need to, he, he takes these kids off the street and takes their anger and aggression and channels it into boxing. And so yeah. he's training kids that are from hard, lives and and trying to give them some purpose and so anyway these kids are you know he, he explains throughout the movie like yeah they're good kids but they need guidance and but these kids are also kind of punks and they're trying to <laughs> yeah, right. you know do with what they do right so he's not very happy you can tell with this whole thing but he's oh is that does it does he ask where they i don't he, remember I, but yeah he there's find a, out he basically he basically tracks that. down how he got the information yeah like how these kids got the information to go mm-hmm. get the weed after he finds out who's it is. Right, right, right. Um, he figures all that out. Before who talks him. to him? Someone tells him that Mickey Pearson's operation was raided, and then the guy. I think goes, it's on the news. Okay, well, because because so Charlie Hunnam sees it on the security cam, mm. and then this is where because they're talking to the one guy who got beat up real bad, mm. and he's just like, I do love this scene too, where he's just like, man, they came out of nowhere, and yeah. we didn't even, and he's. The guy has got like a busted lip and his face mm. is all bleeding and he's just like, like they were good fighters. He's like, yeah, they were good fighters. <laughs> and you could tell that McConaughey is livid, but he's not like he's, he's looking at calm, he's, he's quiet, looking, scary. but he's also looking at his his man's face. He's like, yeah, he did get tuned up pretty good. Yeah. So he kind of lets him go. Whoever it was, do you remember someone told Farrell about Mickey Pearson's thing getting raided and then the kid goes hey good news boss we know who it was and he says please tell me it wasn't mickey pearson it wasn't on the news he talked to someone about it and then the kid says i know and then yeah because they post they post the video i feel like he knows ahead of time because he posts the video but colin farrell doesn't know i think that he pearson's grow up i think that he i think that he does though because he he sees the video Uh they're posting the video online it's got like they're like oh it's got like two million views already he's like take it down i feel like at that point well, he, he doesn't already, want his kids to incriminate themselves but i think he already knows whose weed it was because mickey pearson I took in that, that world i took it that way too that he he knew exactly who mickey pearson was. was a known quantity oh, yeah okay. was like, he already knew because because you know he shows up 
He's like, tell me who gave you the information. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. So they give him the name. He And then Charlie. I feel like he's like his character, Colin Farrell's, is like he an is, ex-criminal He's type. like within that world, but yeah. not a part of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like he used and to so, be. I mean, think about yeah. the stuff he does and that like, he knows a lot of these people and he interacts with them right but he doesn't do he doesn't do that kind of business correct and so he knows who they are he knows a lot of their secrets but he also doesn't want any part of it correct yeah correct so he basically so he he goes to the the bar he see he being colin farrell goes to the bar meets charlie hunnam and just says look i've got your stuff i'm really sorry like my kids can be kind of dopey sometimes uh, this is, I, I'll, I'll do what I have to do to make amends and make this right. He's like, but, I take responsibility, but don't hurt the kids. Yeah. He's like, I'll take the responsibility. And Hunnam's like, first things first, who gave you the information? He's like, I got you covered. Yeah. And he opens the car door, the, the trunk and there's fuck like it tied yeah. up. And he, and know. this is the guy that came with dry eye to the meeting. To the meeting. So he's seen yeah. him. It's a guy that almost, he has like a little mark under his right eye. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I guess we just, there was the whole there's the whole thing where because Charlie Hunnam drops two people off two buildings and it gets to the point where Colin where McConaughey is like you got to change the way See, you're doing things like this is getting ridiculous and this that was another great scene because the the whole thing happens where he goes to visit his lord the one of the lords yeah. of the the girl operation and they said our daughter's gone and this is the one that was in the tabloids right so he sends Charlie Hunnam his best man yeah. and his other guy I do like the Hunnam's like I don't want to I don't want to go he's yeah. like too bad yeah you're my best guy he, he was like go. I know but it's so gross there <laughs> he's like yeah well. Go get it. But this was so Guy Ritchie when he finds all all these guys and uh-huh. you know the the way that they're putting these kids in their place to think they're these tough guys or whatever. <laughs> and then the girl you've got a, this massive black dude yeah. whose name is Bunny, which yeah. I just think is like that's perfect. And then you've got another like you've got a guy outside, rough, a couple of rough looking goons, some goony yeah. looking dudes. <laughs> and he comes in and does the whole. He plays I'm smarter it, than he, you. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam does a really good job in this role. I like that he plays it. He's mostly calm and collected. He's smart. He's been in this game a long time. Yeah, he doesn't have to use brute force to get what he wants. Right, he, you know, he uses he, his he, brain. Yeah, exactly. And so he puts these kids in their place that are doing drugs and hanging <laughs> I out love with the girl. I love that he's like, I know you, I know you, and I know you. Who's this? Who are you? And <laughs> as soon as they showed this kid's yeah. flashback thing like, you, ah. you, i mean that was Chekhov's flash but flashback like In more ways there's than no one. way there, there's <laughs> no way that, that's pretty fun there's no <laughs> way that won't come around when you see the kid that this is what happens is they uh they take the girl she goes along willingly and these guys are like oh you know don't go you can't whatever and this one kid what charges one of the bad guys and he, and he moves out of the way, out of the way pushes he pushes him up no the, he does he, he just moves out of the and way he falls, and he falls off the off. balcony and so like you all these guys are you know this but is the like, punk kids from the restaurant those same punk kids is that the same kids i believe so it's some uh, of them at least okay these punk kids that are part of this little street thug gang or whatever yeah are talking to the guy the driver bat goon outside of the car and then the dude falls and they're all taking pictures with their phone selfies <laughs> yeah. and then they start running in a total guy richie fashion <laughs> when you know the music starts and the guys are each chasing a different guy i yeah. really loved the the, the scene finally when the the one kid that hunnam was chasing finds like his other street toughs uh and uh he's just like just i'll, I'll give you like and he's trying to play it diplomatically oh, yeah. he's like i will he give you trouble. this money just give me like, the phone like five thousand pounds or something and he's, he's like, like why don't you just give me the put, yeah give me the money and so finally like this Uzi drops out from behind. This is so great. Yeah. And he just fires in the air. And of course, he's like, yeah. just put the phone it's hidden down. under like he's got like a leather trench coat kind yeah. of a thing. And so he's trying it's a to play sweeper. Cool. That's what they used to call that. Yeah. That was the uh, in like the untouchables. Yeah. The 
uh, Sean Connery yeah. had like a shotgun that was like under the jack. Under yeah. the jack, it's called the street sweeper. And That's so the the kids are like, "How about you leave the money and we keep the phone?" <laughs> yeah. You know. And so he pulls out the gun. It's such a cool moment, and they all go running, right? Except for the kid, and he's pointing right at him. He's yeah. like, "Just put the phone put down." The phone down. Yeah. And he does, and of course he gets. People show up and then they look up and there's the, two of the goons are like shaking the one, the one guy, guy. It's just one guy. Is it one guy him, holding yeah. him? And the force of the phone drops. Phone falls Hunnam. into Charlie Hunnam's hand. Right. And then you have the big black guys chasing a kid on a bike who's like, ah, you can't get me. <laughs> yeah. And you see their Mercedes go around a corner. It's a door. And, and yeah. so they park in front and flip him in. Yeah. You know. and I do like where the guy sits down. He's like, whew. That was tough, but that's one of those things about the Guy Ritchie movies that you love is the, just those chases yeah. and the you know, and I love the idea of them all splitting up and having to chase down a different. Cousin. I also think that a chase like that doesn't work when you f- like in the U.S. I feel like the 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 architecture mm-hmm. of like Britain lends itself really well to like I can see that. alleys cutting yeah, through alleys to path. other streets. It's and just like, not as busy, at least in this part. Yeah. Like like as you know, a lot of the US is so densely populated and buildings everywhere. Right. So yeah, I like I like it's kind of like open area and like yeah. under under bridges and all mm-hmm. kinds of different stuff that you could run. Yeah. Um, so he gets all the things back. It's a fun scene. We 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 do see the head of that kid earlier when Charlie Hunnam is giving like yeah. And we're just like, who the hell is that? I'm like, well, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. We'll figure it out at yeah. some point. Well, it's great because Hugh Grant's like, do you have any steaks? Like, so random. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. And so he goes and gets He's them. like, I got a Wagyu. Yeah. And he He's sees like, the steaks are next one. to a head. And right. so Hugh Grant's done his research and he knows. Correct. Like, yeah. And that's the thing is like, we're everything that we're being told in this movie, Hugh Grant is telling yeah. Charlie Hunnam. Like, he know, he has all this information. He's got the pictures and he's like, where'd you get these? And apparently Hugh Grant has been following him mm. from the Jump Street. And so everything we know, everything we're finding out, Hugh Grant already knows. Mm-hmm. And he, that that's how we're getting the story. Um, so we get the the Fahuk scene. And of course, they're doing they're doing what they need to do. And then Fahuk jumps like jumps off of a God. thing and then lands in front of a train. He tricks him and a thing like, <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. I have asthma. And then they untie him and he runs. <laughs> he jumps. And I do like they're both just like, God. Damn such it. a funny moment and again <laughs> such a guy Richie thing like you right. know to have him run away oh he's escaped and ride into the train tracks <laughs> right, yeah. and you see like blood go out from everywhere the side yeah yeah which I thought was great like it was very funny so we cut back we figure out that Fahuk worked for dry eye when well, we know yeah that's the only thing we don't they didn't get anything out of him but they know he's dry eyes right hand man right so this is where McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam go see like the top like dry eyes boss mm-hmm. which i thought was another very good scene good where they scene. they sit down and they're having it and then all of a sudden you hear like a gurgle mm. and like the guy's like oh who's in it these scenes though remind you that guy Ritchie can really write dialogue yeah when you talk about all those early work a lot of it was i mean it's very like they don't move around to a ton of locations it's people talking you know when you see jason statham and the other guy in this movie Statham. talking about you know just the way this world operates, and they're talking about the Pikes, and they're talking uh-huh. about uh, you know Bricktop or whatever the guy you know they're they're just talking about this world, and it's like wow, he can craft a really interesting world and characters that you like to. They're funny and entertaining, and they're intimidating, like everything you want in a gangster type movie. And so this scene reminded me of how suave yeah oh, this yeah. writing could be with a guy that like has you know has all the holding all the cards where you know mcconaughey is just explaining beat by beat like everything this guy and i can see what tom was saying about tarantino light i guess like there's a lot of that here where he's trying to not trying but he's doing things in the vein and i don't really know if he's trying to do them in the vein of tarantino especially early tarantino yeah but that's just kind of what it is now but but i mean like tarantino has put like a a trademark on that tarantino kevin smith 
you know, Guy Ritchie and these old ones and in this uh, Linklater, yeah. you know, there's some people that just, they really know how to write characters and could write interesting dialogue to where you feel like, wow, that's what this character would be saying. It doesn't feel like an actor sure. acting. It sure. feels like a gangster or whatever kind of character. Um, but yeah, I love this whole thing. And, and, and again, they keep doing that flashback thing where like they show the chef making his tea in right. this place and they don't really go back to it until McConaughey's well until this guy starts projectile bombing everywhere and you see that he got to the chef right that, and he said like basically says you either get your guy and like if you didn't do it if you didn't send him after me like you he did it under your nose so yeah. you need to get your organiz- organization in check and he's like if I can get to you in, in, your in your house in your kitchen I can get to you anywhere you got problems and yeah. he, I like where he's like take two of these tablets if you don't you're gonna sh- brains biscuits. out Thank yeah you very much. Yeah, i thought it was those nice little Just take two of these fizzy biscuits <laughs> yeah if not you're gonna pretty much poop yourself to death yeah. in the next hour yeah he said he said you'll be good in an hour or two just enough time to reflect on your actions right so this is uh where we get the meeting between dry eye and the dragon i don't know if that's really is but i feel like like oh, old, like George, old dragon no wasn't like that george a, like, right old... yeah but wasn't wasn't he called like the old dragon or i don't think so they they refer to some of these guys as dragons but i think they oh, okay. really called him like old george okay right um where he's he talks lord to george sorry. lord george okay where he talks to dry eye and he was just like did you do that and he was like i mean yeah like, yeah i did and he's like do? it's time for you to go <laughs> and this is where we you know we cut back uh we and we see that the the main culprit behind behind all of this is Matthew. Yeah, Matthew is doing what he can. He Matthew knows the location which he gave to Henry, Henry Goulding. Yeah, Henry Goulding Henry is, the, is, is dry eye. at this point. No, okay. the the guy from Crazy Rich Agents. No, I know Goulding. who he is. Yeah, okay. I just Yeah, they're at the they're at the soccer game and they're both talking Mandarin. And it, this is shown through Hugh Grant's character right. to Charlie Hunnam, which he's again like, no, is you great. He's you like read. he's like, "So, I I used my long range lens <laughs> and I zoomed in on them and I had someone translate it." Right. And he puts down two scripts he's and, like, and you, they're you acting out the It's so funny. And I do like where they the the translation isn't totally right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that it's that creative that that storytelling dynamic of like interrupting. We're watching the story be told, but yet you're hearing the narrators in the background right, being right. like, "What does that mean?" And they <laughs> cut back to them. It's it's just a clever. It keeps things entertaining, right? It does, like in yeah. a lot of movies where you're just seeing a flashback, that can be boring or or uninteresting. Yeah. But the way Guy Ritchie does it here with the narrators and jumping back and forth and the comedy in, injected, it really keeps things moving to where I I thought this was just a fun watch from beginning. Yeah, to end. I agree. It was interesting, and I was also like kept guessing how it was going to happen and, and turn out. But also, I was just thoroughly entertained. Like when I go to the theater for a couple hours. You just you want to be entertained, yeah. And this is a movie where you can sit back and have fun and see some good action. Unless you're Tom, well, and the, right <laughs> asterisk. So I like this where yeah, and then so you like you hear in the background like the Cantonese or whatever, yeah. And then you Mander. hear Mander. Man, it was a man, yeah. okay. And then you hear because they went back and forth. They're like, I don't know what it, like they were <laughs> guessing what the languages were, but then you hear them on top narrating their with their yes. mouths moving. And so basically, we find out that Matthew has set this whole thing up and the Surprise. deal. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Uh, the deal was that he wanted to drive down the price yeah. of the the weed market, and ba- so basically, when that raid happened, that means that that weed market, that weed supply, was compromised, and McConaughey has to like cut ties with that lord, and the guy's like, "Man, that hundred million a year was, or that million a One year million, was yeah. pretty sweet." And he's like, "Well, 
you know, we'll figure something out. Matthew, I mean, he's a numbers guy. So he says, so that means you're going to cease this production. You'll have this much 25% for you're still going to have to pay the staff. Right. He calculates it all out and he ends up saying, so I value, you know, 400 million was a a good valuation in the beginning, but now minus all this 200 or like 130. Yeah. He's like, take off 178 million or it is 178 million because of all these factors. Right. And, and we should say that in in this process, so we now this is where we go back to the scene, the beginning of the movie, where uh, they're going to a, he's I think he's going to a meeting, he's sitting down, uh, and then we get the the same the exact same scene in the very beginning, but this time it turns out that um, Charlie Hunnam is the one that fired the shot and killed the guy who was going to kill mm. um, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. So they both take off, they're tearing because they know that his wife is now. In trouble, and we find out that his wife on the other end of the phone, uh, Dry Eye was there with two guys, and he's like, "Look, I'm not going to hurt you, but you're going to come with me. You're going to do this." And she was smart, where she, she's the, like, she, before she hangs up, she's like, "Oh, hey, Dry," and she hangs up the right, phone discreetly, but kind of listening. To yeah, this. and earlier in the movie, uh, Matthew gave uh, Mickey Pearson's like a, a, a paperweight, mm. and it was like this little two shot. You know, twenty-two revolver. It's a baby. It's like it's a, a tiny a gun. boot gun, like right. A, you know, yes, hide exactly it in your right. Sock yeah, but it was it was supposed to be used as a paperweight. And he was like, "What do I need a paperweight?" For? Because <laughs> I love the line where she says, "Well, anything's a paperweight." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's, but so like, gun, yeah, I did like that line a lot. Like in the UK, guns are illegal. Totally illegal. So it's great that like he gave him this gift. This is gold gun with all these gold. <laughs> I, also, I did like how like knowing that they're like. Hollywood criminals were like, whoa, not a gun. <laughs> yeah, paperweight. I know. They were just like, like uh-uh. That no, gets you, sir. Like, there ain't no coming back from having <laughs> yeah. a gun. Right. Yeah. Even the other was like, mm-mm. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So, it's in, so yeah, he it's in her office, and luckily she has it. Right. Because Dry Eye and, and his thugs. So they in. make a move, and of course she pulls the- And she's so badass, though, yeah. where she pulls this little gun, and you're like, okay- Anyone that knows about guns and calibers, like that's a very small bullet. Like you shoot him in the arm or that you whatever. Like you're not. She's gonna, a, and she doesn't say anything about shit. She's like, I'm gonna like put a BB one, gun, I'm you know, put one right between your but, eyes. Yeah, she's they they. She has two shots. And yeah. she's like, yeah. She says, oh, this is what I'm gonna do. This is how it's gonna go down. You better stay away. Each goon goes at her. One, two, pop, pop. And right. I do like the the first goon. Uh, initially, I thought that the caliber was so small right, it that it anything. didn't do anything. But it's and in the brain, and then it's, he falls over. He, takes the blood with his yeah. finger off his forehead and falls back. I do like that. And then Henry Goulding is like, all right, all right. Like, well, I'll go, I'll go. And then she, the other guy moves and she shoots him in the head. And he was like, those are your two shots. Out, yeah. And then he go, he honestly, like he, this is where he takes it a step way too far oh, yeah. is when he's going to, to rape her. He's a bad dude. And then she's like, you know, I thought she was starting to disassociate. Like she was just kind of blanking out. And then she says, Oh, hi honey. Yeah. And like the camera cuts oh, and there's McConaughey, McConaughey is- and blows his, and he does away. just like in the flashback yeah, where he blows is, away he holds his gun the same way yep. he does the gangster like you know the killing the same badass yeah. way that they you know so he actually ends up doing it in a different spot but uh yeah she's like bent over the table and it's i mean it, he's he has intentions yeah and McConaughey, i think he got there in time though because yeah. you see him he's like spreads her legs and and he's like trying he to unbuckle pants, his belt yeah, his but, but yeah so luckily he shoots him in the face but yeah and i do like where then we cut back to uh Hugh Grant and he's like oh you didn't know that old George was dead 
Hmm. And we're to, and then they cut back to the scene between old George and oh, and I like that. See all this. I mean, Hugh Grant wasn't there, so Charlie Hunnam's like, so you're making all this up of this is how it's happened. Right. And he's like, well, there's only certain ways. Like you know, you got to put some flourish for Hollywood, but so we don't really know if that went down that way. I guess right. because this. I is, think Charlie Hunnam knows how it went down. Yeah, but but we're seeing Hugh Grant. Oh, sure, flashback, sure, sure, really. Sure. So you know there may be some embellishment there but it's it's a good scene in any event but yeah yeah we find out that the that dry eye ends up putting a hit on old old george well and and we didn't see it but it's actually end of their meeting right it's the scene we didn't see right but uh like uh another general in lord george's like he tells the general to do something maybe with henry take him out and then he turns away and shoots old george yeah uh so now here we are like the pretty much the we find out that Matthew's plan was to put uh dry eye in charge mm-hmm. and so they have this meeting this is the the scene where they get the uh the breakdown between like Matthew and and McConaughey which yeah. I Matthew and McConaughey. <laughs> Matthew that's, and McConaughey. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's dumb. <laughs> uh where they basically he tries to low ball him and he was like nope I have all of the information. We're going to put you into this. Like he, he moves. This is the, another, the writing is so good. And it's another badass moment from McConaughey. He was like, this is how it's going to work. So I know. Oh, well, first well, they, of all, they go moves. and they move it. And he's yeah. like, well, okay. So he says uh, a phrase that probably isn't the most PC. Like, I don't think the phrase that they keep using, the Chinaman phrase. I don't know if that's PC or yeah, not. I don't not think that it is supposed to be. A thing. No, but it's these are thing, also right? br- like British mobsters. They're right. not good They're, people. So they but, so like, but they both keep using that phrase. Well, Hugh Grant yeah. says that he's a yellow. Cra- he does I mean, say that. I mean, yeah, that's true. These are not good people. So there's a difference when you are saying it like someone's just saying a bunch of racist crap yeah. in real life. But these are also mobsters. Like so, also killing people selling illegal drugs like all these are bad things right totally. so like it, it's a world where you can understand where the characters are speaking yeah i guess i feel like they should have just kept that out of like if you're making mcconaughey the quote-unquote good guy like you keep that out of his mouth um, if that makes I, sense i didn't notice that specific instance but again i guess they're just all kind of sure so basically criminal. he says he's like this is your man he's like nope not my i well, don't the know funny what's thing going is on. matthew plays it so cool because he's like this guy you know or dries has been trying to gun in on my operation right and he's like i don't know who that is and they walk outside they shows him that he shows him the tape from the, yeah. the soccer match he's like oh you uh, thought this was someone else right you right took him he's like and here's the deal and he says it's just business matthew and it's I like know. <laughs> yeah. i was like very godfather-esque because i do think they use a line from the godfather at some point i don't remember but but i like that he's like i can i i get it i get the business i can turn an eye to came at my being robbery all this but yeah he laid hands on my wife right and so he lays out the law he says so, so he says the business is not for sale you owe me 270 million dollars well he turns his number around on him though, yeah because he says so you've already told me that the business is devalued this much that's fine now you pay me that right and, keep it. and yeah. you owe me 10 pounds of flesh Oh, one pound of flesh. A pound. A pound, yeah. And he's like, wherever, wherever you get it yeah. from, that's up to you. But if you can't, he's like, I'm going to put you in that cooler, in that freezer, and you've got about an hour yeah. to get it to before you shut down completely. And if you don't do it, I got Bunny here who's going to do it for you. Yeah. And he was just, they put him in the cooler. Great. And he's dressed for, you know, he's, like, he's like, he's dressed for the occasion. Yeah. You're not. It, it's such a, the way the character's written is so cool because McConaughey's not asking him. He tells no, him how it's going to yeah. go down and he's got it all laid out. And just this, just this glorious badass mobster fashion you know like he's right. telling him how it's gonna be in math you can't say you know get a word in edgewise he's just like uh, he's got him beat right. like that's the thing is like mcconaughey spent his entire life in this world where it feels like matthew is in the world but not like 
in the world. Well, McConaughey is smart. He got a scholarship to Oxford. So like, even though he didn't come from money, he's still smart. And from the beginning of the thing, they say like how they're always trying to outdo each other in right. their you know sophisticated fashions. But you know, McConaughey, yes, is viewed as this kind of street level hustler, but he's a smart guy. Yeah. He, you know, he was able to get in. So I think when he lays out all these plans and everything, it's true to the character. Right. And so, yes, he's this badass mobster, not to say mobster, <laughs> you know what I mean? This badass criminal, but also he's smart. I mean, he invented an operation, yeah. which no one in the UK has ever been able to do. They haven't thought of right. this creative way to. We should also say that while all of this is going on, Colin Farrell kind of says, he's like, I'll do what you need me to do till my debt is paid. And Charlie Hunnam's like, I got, I got one. I got one thing, and then we're good. Well, because he thought he was out, and then Charlie Hunnam right. needs one more favor. He needs, well, he two favors. First, they kidnap the uh, newspaper guy, mm. and apparently oh. they put him on. They they I black, mean, they, out of black, they black mirror. mirror it. This is black yeah, mirror. The yeah. first episode of Black Mirror, yeah. where they videotape him. I guess screwing a pig. You guess? Any? I mean, That's I can only assume. Clear. And I thought that the lines between Farrell and Hunnam were hilarious. Where he's like, warm drink and make you feel like (laughs) he's like, once you unsee it, you can't. He's like, no, no, it's oh, between him and Hunnam. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny how nonchalantly Farrell kept talking to Big Dave. Yeah, who's you know the the newspaper guy. I thought how he was like, he's like, good morning, your clothes are all folded (laughs) and got you a coffee, and he's been all nice to him and stuff. He's like, like, just watch the the space bar. Yeah, and that that story about Mickey Pearson is going to go away. So. And then he shows it to Hunnam, and they're just like, "Oof, yeah, like that banter once, is." Once good. you, once yes. you, when you can't unsee that, he's like, "No, no, it's going to yeah. stick with you." For that's a while. the that's the Richie humor that that banter that he's really good at doing. Yeah, and, and I've missed. Yeah, so uh, now but I just wish it had been something else because, like you said, with Black Mirror, like that's all you. It's like as soon as they did I know, it, I was British, like, "That's a bold right." I mean, they did the same. I uh, feel yeah. like that's the most. Uh, I don't want to say famous, but that's like the most there's no way that they did not see black Mirror. that's, that's you know especially, what I mean? like, especially that episode that's what i'm totally. saying yeah. like that's the, i i totally get it where i'm like and, that's and there's so also similar. no way that there's no one who worked on this movie <laughs> has, yeah. who hasn't been like you know <laughs> you know they did that yeah. uh in the first episode yeah. now i mean to their credit i mean it is different but i mean but the same animal the and same the premise sex. i mean yeah it's a videotape they that, drugged you know. him and i guess he got all crazy and just did it on his own <laughs> volition right and so so it, did the president in black mirror but no, he, he, he was, was blackmailed, blackmailed into doing it what i mean yeah, is the feeling okay. i was drugged up and just, just did it crazy. yeah okay. so i mean it is a little different but the fact that it's like something so specific <laughs> as sex with a pig <laughs> right and especially since it's british i still think like that's just so specific. no i agree but but then we've got yeah. so then and I like that the the, uh, the video clip had a play button like yeah. on a pig's butt like <laughs> yeah. it just it was funny just the visual of that how the pigs kind of like animated like yeah. a gif you know yeah so Hugh Grant this is Hugh Grant says he's like you got seventy two seventy two hours and I'll come back and you'll give my money or I give everything he's like I've got things everywhere so you're good to go well he says he's got insurance policy so right. he can't take me out or it's all gonna it's all going to get released anyway so that is the second favor yeah the second favor is that Colin Farrell's group of dudes get all the second stuff, get all the, all the insurance policies. And I do like that. Uh, he, let's see. So they they're sit at the down, meeting, they're at the meeting and basically we Hugh find Grant's out back for his money. Right. And, and Colin Farrell pulls out the briefcase, which is the insurance policy. Right. And they stuff him in that. Like, uh, they yeah. stuff him in the other thing. So this while all that is going on, this is where, uh, McConaughey is attacked by the Russians. And we find out that, Oh yeah. All simultaneously yes. you have. Yeah. All this is going on. So we find out that the kid that jumped off that bridge, or jumped off the, not the bridge, but the uh, 
the ceiling. Patio. Yeah, the patio yeah. was the son of like a top-ranking Russian mobster. Russian mobster. Uh, Ex-KGB. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so they show earlier when he dies and they're telling the story of how the kid fell off. They, who's taught, maybe it's McConaughey. He's like, Hunnam's like, it's just some kid, whatever. And he's like, yeah, but some kid, these rich kids have parents, have parents that are important that are, right. and all this. And you see a, you see the KGB guy and he looks like someone from John Wick. Like you would not mess <laughs> yeah, with, right? Right, 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 and, right. And so, and, and when it just moved off that, I'm like, well, clearly that's coming back. Yeah. And so now. So this is where, where Hugh Grant says, I know who put all that, who put the, who's the guy behind all this. And I was like, they cut, they keep cutting back to Colin Farrell. I was like, man. Don't make it look like that Colin Farrell has I know. set when this whole back thing and forth, up. I'm like, oh, don't tell me Colin yeah. Farrell's a, d- behind a the scenes. Bag. Like, yeah, but it is it. They're showing him because he's walking away. But as he walks away, yeah. you see two Russian. Well, he mobsters. even says he's like three strikes. I'm out. Good luck to you. We'll see you later. Yeah. And then I, he, the Russian mobster goes to kill Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. There's and two then, creeping and around then, his property with guns. Uh, uh, Colin Farrell takes them both out. And he looks at him and he was like, and he holds up four and he was yeah. like, I'm out. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, that, yeah, that makes four without saying anything. The look on his face and the fingers. Yeah. It's great. So he, he ends up saving them at this point. Hugh Grant's out and he's like, yeah, I, they got all this information from me. So he took all the information. Right. He took it. He's and he the, thought he could double dip. Right. That's, that's what, what he was trying to do. Double bubble. He yeah. was going to sell it to Big Dave and, or to McConaughey. Right. And to the Russian guy. Right. So he was going to cash in and twice. And he bolts. Like he, like Hugh <laughs> Grant is run gone. over a hedge. And yeah. Just, yeah. Which I also thought was like, was that, that, that can't be a shot at Edgar Wright. I don't think so. But I mean, like, that's what Sean does. Sean's jumping over hedges well, in I, Shaun of the Dead. I I think I it was just a jump funny. over hedges in movies. I, think, I don't. Know. I, I mean, I, I don't think, think Bugs so. Bunny but I, did it one time. <laughs> yeah, Ferris mean, uh, Bueller. I, that's yeah, the, I think uh, it was just funny. House that party. They cut to <laughs> where Hugh Grant was standing, and Hugh Grant knows all this, and and he doesn't have any insurance policy, so they can just kill him at this point. Right. And so Hunnam says, "Stay there." He deals with whatever the whole Russian situation. He looks back to the same shot, and it's empty. Right. And then just funny cut to him jumping over. Jumping over the thing. Should say that like Hunnam set all of this up. He he knew that he he knew that uh, he was Hugh watching Grant, Hugh, Grant, Hugh Grant watching. Right, them, he knew yes. that Hugh Grant was involved. Yeah. So like when he gets him in the house, he was like, "Yeah, of course, I know that you like to drink." So I kept you. Dr- I got I got you yeah. just drunk enough. I knew that you liked the the barbecue, the keep your feet warm, which is where they were when they made the steak. I gave so you the, took I his gave, shoes off. I gave you the pricey steak. We didn't know where your extra insurance policy was, so when you went inside to go pee, and I told you to take your I shoes told off, take your shoes off, and tracking device. I put a tracking device yeah. in your shoe, and I found everything. Yeah. So they, you know, it's the 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 double double cross. Yeah. So finally, we get we cut to Hugh Grant talking to an exec at Merrimax in the UK with a. Uh, with a man, man from, from uncle, uncle poster <laughs> with the real actors in it so i'm like if he's pitching this to a director there's man from uncle how is that it would have been a perfect cameo for guy Ritchie. why didn't yeah, he just do it I, don't, I, I agree because that it felt no on the nose and it, we weren't even right but i was like yeah. oh is it really guy Ritchie? but it wasn't but it's also like weinstein wasn't even if it if it's supposed to be a weinstein analog he wasn't even part of merrimax at that point he'd have been with the weinstein company Merrimack, well, he no, sold Merrimax. Think, well, yeah, but he was still a scumbag during Merrimax. But if but Merrimax wasn't a th- Harvey, he's saying that Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein was not involved. Wouldn't with Wouldn't have worked at Miramax at this. He point. wasn't there when the man when they made the man from Uncle. Like he had moved on. He was to already Weinstein. Oh, right, right, right. He wasn't with Miramax, but I mean, he still started. If we're saying like, he was that, still if we're in charge of Miramax, so it's no, he wasn't. Yeah, 
he was at one point, but not yeah, that's when what this... I'm saying. Like, but he's still associate when when you see Miramax, the name. I mean, this is a movie, and it's you know, I I think that if he's trying to make an analog, you see Miramax and you see scummy director. I mean, you're just gonna yeah, that's connect fair. the dots. It's not a biography you know what no, i'm saying I know, like, I thought I, it, was a, it was a weird analog to i mean for but movie it's also pe- weird to have man from uncle and not have guy rich you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. I agree, there, yeah. there are lots of weird things in this so like yeah i don't think we can one for one go this time doesn't match right, up because right, what right. the hell is this guy Ritchie poster doing in a guy Ritchie movie like that makes no sense so yeah so then he thinks he's got the, he's like you tell me what you got and i'll here's the script and he gets in the the cab and he's he like, like all right we're gonna go to no, it was a cab well, okay, yeah whatever, and he's like yeah. we're gonna go to the airport and of course the 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 rearview mirror tilts down and it's matthew mcconaughey that's on him oh was it on him mm-hmm. i thought it was mcconaughey no okay no. but either way and that's kind of how the movie ends like that's the that's the that's the button on it and we find out that mcconaughey doesn't sell for now like he keeps the property and uh he and his wife are i do love the the, I, <laughs> the scene i don't know i thought it was so cool because like earlier in the movie he and his wife have a moment. He was like, you got time? And she was like, no, like, get out of here. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And he's like, I'm at work, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so he walks away. And of course we see him sitting in a hotel room and she opens the door and they kind of have a go between. And then she says, he's like, you got time now? And he was like, yeah, I got some time. Yeah. And like closes the door. <laughs> and I, I, but yeah, like that's kind of how it ends. I thought this was fantastic. I, I, I was loved great. it. And of course, I, I, you know, like, <laughs> I feel like I like the idea of this movie way better than I like. Do you the like the idea movie. of any of his movies? Like, I mean, just like the crime world and comedy and, but I wonder what doesn't, I mean, what doesn't do it for you. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. Nothing. Just, yeah. I don't know. Do you think it, I mean, I'm just trying to like, but you're, you're a Tarantino guy, right? Oh yeah. Do you think like it's the British be- Tarantino kind of? He is kind of the British Tarantino I mean, in a it's way. The same, it's like in that category of movie. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was wonder if it's like because I don't know. I mean, I'm just yeah. guessing. Sometimes you I'm just, just thinking maybe it's just because it's just doesn't it like, feels the like Tarantino jib, you know? light. You know, like yeah. It's not I, don't the know. I don't know. I just right. but like I've none of it's ever worked for me. I like like I like Man from Uncle. Okay, like I would which never. is like totally is feels like a non guy Ritchie movie yeah. right like man from uncle is, yeah. i'm not saying there aren't any elements but but it's, it's not a spy what whatever it's not of, criminal under, yeah. yeah and so, i like like the first 40 minutes yeah, of sherlock i love that first one but but, just, but i think it's safe to say if you are a guy Ritchie fan and especially if you love lock stock and snatch and maybe the whatever the other one is What's the other one called? I always rock forget. And roll. Rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, rock and roll and not smoking aces. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you like those movies. If you like, like those, this yeah. is like a perfect shoe in like double feature or three pack Blu-ray or whatever. You know, I mean, this pairs well with those. It does, yeah. And I'm I'm like, seriously, this is the guy, Richie. Please make original crime, you know, street level movies with these kind of like, this is what you were made famous for. This is what you excel at. I mean, I know he you got to make a I was paycheck, thinking, but. He, he wouldn't be bad for like a Green Arrow movie. Yeah. I could see that working. Yeah, he could, but yeah. like, yeah, please, just, just you know, give us more original stuff like this. It's really fun, really well written, great characters. I mean, this is what I expected when I left. I was happy. Like, yeah, I, we kept. It looked like a return to form, but you just never know. You never and, know. And one of those things when the credits roll, you're like, yep, that that was it. Uh-huh. If I had a picture in my mind of kind of what to expect, uh, it did not disappoint. No, not at all. Yeah. So there you go. Awesome. Well, I guess let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S-21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe so you never miss an episode. And, of course, 
check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash royal spoilers, where for five bucks you get all sorts of bonus content. And I just wanted to add in, this movie had a $22.1 million budget. 22.1? But that's nothing. Yeah. This had oh, a ton no. of people. Yeah, that's, yeah I, I mean, was I great think, looking at 22.1. I, like. I figured watching this movie that they probably yeah. were all working for scale just because totally. they liked the idea of it. Right. And I also think that uh, that if you the way the movie's constructed, it doesn't feel this way, but I bet you a lot of them they didn't need for very long. Oh, I think you're probably right. True, yeah, because yeah. it cuts back and forth. Like Hugh Grant. Right. Just, you know, Henry Goulding, or Goulding? Golding. Golding probably was there for a day. Yeah, yeah you can you film know? all and, this stuff in a couple weeks or whatever. Yeah, Hugh Grant probably, like, I mean, honestly, most, like, 90% of his scenes take place in that one house, room. Yeah. Right, you right. You know, so it's like it it doesn't feel that way, but uh, but you're probably when, right. when you stop and map <laughs> it out, you're like, oh, yeah, I bet you really, you know, they probably didn't need any of them for more than a few weeks. Right. You that's know? that's, that's true. great, though. So $22.1 million budget and made $11 million domestic and 22.5 overseas. <laughs> so they made their budget. So in opening in, week, yeah. they've already made it back. I mean, it's about one and a half to two times, you know, to break even. He's not going to be making that Aladdin money on this one. But, well, no, well, clearly not. But, they clearly never meant to. <laughs> yeah, no, but right, keeping right, that right. budget low, what, that was a great that's move. And it, it. it was a great looking movie with uh-huh. a great cast. So good for them. Big yeah. win. So anyway, uh, that's it for this one. No idea what we're doing next it's either week. Either Rhythm There's... Section or Gretel and Hansel are the two big ones. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Gretel so, and Hansel? That's what it says. Greta. Gretel. Is it Greta? No, it's Gretel. No, it is Gretel. They reversed it, though. It's yeah. Gretel yeah, they, and yeah. they flipped it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I hope there's some sleepy cover music in it. That's yeah. very creative. They're very edgy. Yeah. So, uh, is it by... Uh, What's who's the, uh, Grimm's fairy tales? Is it by like one can Bob, only hope Bob Grimm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the edgy version of the now it's starting to sound more like a fractured it fairy does, tale. yeah, <laughs> right, right. So, anyway, uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Mickey makes it to the fourth round. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.